Uh. So my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the posse that you cannot see. This is Across the Intersection podcast. Uh, we got the little light work crew tonight. Um, yeah, I did say tonight. This is AJ. I'm in here with A Sizzle. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast where podcasts get ingested. Um, Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Clouds of Sound. Um, get at us um, on the interwebs at divemedia.co. That's divemedia.co. And you can hit us up on the socials at Across This on Twitter and at dive underscore media on the gram. Um, I am at Divinimus on all platforms, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, tonight, like I said, it's just me and A Swish up in here. Um, we wanted to at least give y'all a little something. It's been a couple weeks. Um, you know, we kind of getting back into that time of year, school starting back up, things are, you know, shifting from summer to fall. So, you know, time is not as available as it normally is, but we wanted to give you a little snippet. So in the next couple of uh, episodes, we been chopping it up and we wanted to really give you guys um, our thoughts on justice. Now, we know we live in a day and age where the views of justice and the meaning of justice is taking on a bunch of different forms. Um, but we know that the scripture is not silent on these things and it's not silent on justice. And so one of the things that I wanted to do is this, um, you know, well, not one, but one of the main things is definitely compare and contrast um biblical justice and social justice um i think sometimes they're used synonymously in the culture um when you know when they they do differ they do have similarities but they do differ on many different fronts as well and i wanted to start off by saying this you know one of the th- one of the mistakes that that we make and i think believers we make these mistakes i can you know, I can inherently preach the gospel, right? If I preach the true gospel, I inherently talk about these other things, like these other things come with it, right? So if I am speaking the true words of Yeshua, justice is woven in there, right? But if I'm just speaking about merely social justice, the tenets of the Messiah, right, is not automatically woven in there. It doesn't work in reverse. It works one way, but it doesn't work in reverse, right? So one of the things I think that we've done in the culture is we think just because someone may be talking justice, right, someone may be using the buzzword of justice or injustice, we automatically, and by we, I mean believers in, you know, Yeshua, we automatically believe that we're talking the same talk, that them and us are talking the same talk. Oh, yo, they they saying justice, they saying injustice. We must be speaking the same language. 
But nah, it's like nah, it doesn't work like that. I if I'm preaching the true gospel, justice is woven in there, but it doesn't work in reverse. Hmm. Okay. So then, what is biblical justice then, and what is social justice? Ooh, there you go. So why don't we go to Uncle Google here? Uncle Google. Yeah. I heard uh, somebody use that term one time. They're like, when you were young, you would ask your uncles everything, but now we ask Google everything. So, so Google's your uncle and big brother? <laughs> right. Call him big, big Uncle Google. But social justice, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary, is justice in terms of the distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society. Okay, let me re- repeat that one more time. Justice in terms of the distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privilege within a society. and or, or some may even say redistribution of wealth. That's not what I'm saying, but you, you hear that term thrown around a lot. The redistribution right. of wealth and opportunities and resources, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, right. so that's what we're talking about when we say social justice. The we, the the collective we as a people, not not you and I. Mm-hmm. So then, then, what is biblical justice? Well, that's what I hope that we're going to get into here in the, in the next couple of episodes. I don't think that the the justice notated in Scripture completely mm-hmm. completely aligns with that, mm-hmm. um, because I don't believe at all times God is calling us to redistribute or redistribute, if you put the accent on a different part of the word, um, wealth and resources all the time. Now, there are times when he will call us to do that, um, but there are times when he will not have us to do that. So I think for me, my my launching, my launching point, there's a law, um, when you read the scriptures, called the law of first mention. Okay. Um, and it's, and it, it's essentially... It's a you know it's a biblical study tool. It's like when when you're studying a concept in the scripts, um, and you want to find out like what something means or what you know the theme of it is. You kind of go back to when it's first mentioned. And so, one of the first times that you see justice or the concept of justice mentioned in scripture that I found is in Genesis 18, where God talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. And he, you know, contemplates the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And for those of you who read the Bible, you know that that's where Abraham pleads with God, you know, spare Sodom for 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, etc. But one of the reasons that God was um, bringing that up is because he was saying, "Should, should I even have Abraham get involved in this? Because he is one that I've called to be righteous and just. Now that word just is the Hebrew word for justice and I'm going to try to uh, pronounce it without butchering it. Give me, it's like, a, oh man, give me a second here. It's called Sedekah, Sedekah. I hope I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. That, is that my for my theologians out there? But it, it has to do with righteous justice as in God, the ruler, the king, um, righteousness of God, the justice of God. Um, it has to deal with, you know, the righteousness and the justice of the kingdom of God, right? Sedekah. 
So that's that's one of the first times that you see justice mentioned. Now God God uses this term, and we're getting real Bibly, by the way. Forgot to give you the the preface, folks. We're getting real Bibly. Um, he sort of uses that in contemplation of destroying um, two cities. What say you on that? Um, about the first instance of um, planetary justice, so to speak. Well, um, national justice, you mean? With, with Sodom and Gomorrah? No, just the, the, the concept of justice. Like I said, we just give an introductory thoughts, just concept of justice in general, and you know, sort of comparing and contrast that to what we're seeing in the culture, what we're sort of seeing arise in, in the culture. Well, I would say that ultimately, um, ultimately biblical justice or uh, justice comes through um, the blood of uh, Yeshua or Jesus, because uh, the whole thing about justice or judgment in, in, in the scriptures is that uh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory uh, of our heavenly father. Um, there's no righteous, no, not one. That's a Roman. Uh, I, well, I just quoted both John three sixteen and also um, Romans chapter three, verse 10. Uh, and um, the, the, the whole thing about that is that, um, that everybody, uh, the, or, or rather, as a friend of mine put it, another brother put it, the seeds of dysfunction are sown everywhere. And um, so really, our Redeemer is the one who come, is, is going to come and set everything straight uh, when it comes to the planet. In the meantime, his aim is to set us straight internally through the Holy Spirit. And it is through our interactions where we, uh, we, we administer biblical justice, um, whether us being the salt of the earth here to preserve um, or, and by preserve, what I mean by that uh, is to help to um, hold off the wrath of um, our father while the gospel is still administered and, and people can come to um, an under, a better understanding and realization of who he is for their lives. Uh, but then also in, in, this, in, in the same note, the light of the world um, to again be uh, converted from darkness, darkness and sin um, to light. That's true biblical, um, biblical justice. And that light means the understanding and the knowledge of, um, of who Jesus is and who our Heavenly Father is and our relationship to him and then trusting in them. Um, or, and so, and so um, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, um, all other forms of justice or in this context, I guess, um, social justice, social justice is not exactly that. Social justice uh, pinches it, pitches its uh, tent over um, the concept of uh, fairness and what's fair and what's not fair. And so the thing though about social justice is that um, fairness is kind of like, <laughs> you know, almost in the eye of the beholder, what is fair and what is not fair. It's constantly being defined and redefined what's fair and what's not fair. And you have people who have been historically treated as unfair being leapfrogged by other people who have made up injustices. And it all gets kind of wrapped up together. And so there's this, there is this um, constant uh, 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 arguing, this constant uh, debate over what's fair and what's not fair, and that and then you you then come come out with this term called uh, social justice. 
the 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 thing it sounds good if you have no long if you if you have if you are void of experience um long tail experience then the idea of social justice sounds very good especially if you don't have anything that sounds great yeah you know things need to be ironed out and redistributed and all that and i'm not saying that things do not need to be uh that way per se but what uh i am saying is that um when you have the short tail view of social justice you tend to you know you you tend to get into these um these uh these 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 these, these um ideological ideological positions where something has to be 100% one way and if it's not then that's it uh whereas if you have a more long tail view and understanding you realize that you know this 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 world again going back to this notion of the seeds of dysfunction being uh being sown everywhere uh that the scripture talks about how nation will rise up against nation. And in fact, the entire Bible on the natural sense, when you look at like the people groups and whatnot is a bunch of people fighting over what they believe is rightly theirs um, through okay. certain understandings or, or not. And these clashes uh, are multi-generational um, and it's not anything that's necessarily set even the scores even within a generation it's not uh and um there's always a cause and effect and a ripple and um so this idea of social justice what i find is that though many though though uh many of much of it much of it uh it, it uh, uh makes sense um there are aspects of it that that um that don't make sense no doubt um, and you, you actually know, brought up a good point mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I think that we, you know, need to get into it and it's not something that people even talk about anymore. Like, you know, I know when I first, you know, came in came into faith in Christ. You know, this is I guess going on 20 years now. Mm. And you know, just one of the terms that that you would hear back then that you don't really hear as much anymore is worldly. Mm. And I think one of the, you know, one of the things that social justice does is it puts so much emphasis on the earthly, the temporal. Yeah. You know, yep. the the scriptures say that the things that are seen are temporal, mm-hmm. but the things that are unseen are eternal. Now, I'm yeah. not one of those guys that's going to get so heavenly minded that I'm of no earthly good. Right. Even though it's not really a scriptural ref, you know, scripture, but I understand the, the 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 concept. But at the end of the day, I can't put so much emphasis on things that are based within this earth that is passing away. You know, the Correct. the scripture says that heaven and earth will pass away. And now I want to identify injustice, right? I don't want to see people systematically just continually be put into a labor class. But however, what I cannot do is make that my sole focus, right? As someone, as a son of God, that that cannot be my sole focus, right? That all of my energies and efforts are put into, as our friends over at Oxford said, focusing solely on the redistribution of wealth and opportunities and resources. My my focus is 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 heavenly. You know, my my focus is above. And if by chance, with my focus being above, if I deal with some of these things, you know, that are natural, that that are earthly, then you know, so be it. But those things aren't my sole focus. You know, the the sole right. focus of, of my being and, and my purpose is not 
these these natural things. And, and I think that that's a big mistake that many believers are making jumping on the the bandwagon of of social justice. And, yeah. you know, one other thing I wanted to throw in is and you said it as well. It, um, I'm not here bashing social justice and I don't want anyone to take it that way. Um, one of the great things that I found about God is that he is not this or that. You know, people say, is God this or is God that? And what I found is that he's neither. You know, he's he's neither. We we found this in, in the book of Joshua right before they go to um, assault on Jericho. You know, Joshua is marching with the people of, of Israel and the angel of the Lord comes to Joshua. I believe it's like chapter 10. And uh, Joshua says, are you with us or against us? And the angel of the Lord says, I'm neither. I am the I am in the uh, the army of the Lord of hosts. I'm a commander in the army of the Lord of hosts. You bow down before me. And immediately the scripture says that that Joshua bowed down, um, fell down and worshiped at his feet. And I think that, you know, what we have to do is realize is that God is all he's neither and he's all right he's not this or that you're with us or you're against us god is you know people make this this thing like you know, that that term that people say oh you're going to be on the right side of history right you know that to me is irrelevant i want to be on the lord's side of history you know wh- wh- yeah. wherever that is that's where i want to be found yeah 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 one of the big problems with um with the with with the um the the implementation uh of um trying to administer social justice is uh that many times it's ineffective and it causes more problems so i'll give an example of um and a lot of that is because it, because of uh, many of the quite honestly is demagoguery a lot of people and, and the term demagogue, let me just look up what that term means for those who need me to kind of uh, describe what that is. And uh, demagogue, a demagogue is basically like a rabble rouser, a sicer. So a leader who obtains power by means of impassioned appeals to the emotions and prejudices of, of the populace, a leader of the common people in ancient times to speak about an issue, for example, um, to speak about an issue, for example, in the manner of a demagogue. So basically, it's, it, it's somebody who takes advantage of blight for their own uh, for, for for their own um, career aspirations and um, and successes, and they don't really have any goal as to fix the problem because if they fix the problem, then those people would no longer be needed, and you know they got to eat. No doubt. And um, so so the problem with social justice is that it's an opportunity for people who don't have much opportunity to then create their own opportunity by 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 profiting off of the blight, either real or imagined of large swaths of people or, quote unquote, marginalized people groups. And so um, so I'll give an example. Um so I had hopped on um, Twitter. I'm, I don't have an account, but you know, um, much of it is open. You can just like look up stuff. So I looked at like a trending, a, like trending topic or whatever, and I saw a trending topic called "Men Are Trash." Wow! And, and 
that's what the that's what the trending topic was. Men are trash. Now, I was like, wow, they really getting they really getting bowdy bowdy over here, right? So <laughs> that's I, a throwback I, right there. Yeah, bowdy bowdy roddy roddy. And I look I looked up an explanation on Twitter, and somebody said, you know, if you are not if you are a man and are not trash, then you should not be offended by this hashtag. The reason why this hashtag exists is because there were several incidences that happened on top of each other in South Africa that involved the uh, um, the the death of or the like the the burning of one woman. Uh, I think she was burned by you know her boyfriend or her husband or something like that, and then then it was a violation of a baby. Uh, by some other guy. And then it might have been like something else that happened on a university campus. And so the out the result from that in order to solve it <laughs> was a hashtag called men are trash to bring awareness. And so um you know that's a very that's that 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 that's just a a a, a very blunt and uh gruff and brusque and 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 and, and quite off way to be able to try to handle those specific situations and communicate those issues. And that's pretty much the problem with, um, you know, with, 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 with a lot of the approaches of trying to address quote unquote social justice. Now, one of the things they were saying is, oh, it's because men, uh, you know, do these kinds of things. And it's like, well, no, not, not no, actually, you know, humans do these kinds of things and sinners do these kinds of things scriptures talk you know jesus or yeshua he does not deny that there are there's darkness in the world um he says that there is darkness but um you know we ought to be light um in this darkness and so and so um my what i'm just bringing that up to say that uh yeah i'm not i'm not defending what took place or anything because i have issue with the hashtag but the, but but the problem with social justice is like you said, Amadi, is that many times they try to create they create this these these simplistic binary arguments in order to move you and um, guilt you into moving into these demagogues um, or these um, rabble rousers uh, directions, you know, where they want you to go for their own for their own benefit. They they have no real. They have no real goal in in fixing the problem. Right. Like, how do you fix rape? How do you fix those kinds of things? I'm not saying that. I mean, I know how to fix it. <laughs> it's a heart issue. <laughs> it's a heart issue. You know, um, when people are doing that kind of thing, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that it's it's a simple solution at all. My point is, is like you can't go around and just say men are trash and start, you know banishing men from this and banishing men from that because then i mean that's going to cause more problems and you know that doesn't that 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 that's just silly that's silly because because you know then you're going to get problems from other people um i don't think people really have. want to people don't really want to embrace the you know the the solution that's right in front of them i mean and we've talked about this before because we've chosen as a society and as a culture to throw out the standard of morality Right. Yeah. Then we want to then we want people to have morality. It's like, well, what morality? You told us to get rid of it. Like yeah. you you told us to get rid of all that religious stuff. Get rid of right. that. I don't I don't I don't want that in my space. 
Everything's like, relative. Right. Everything's relative. There is no absolute truth. Get out of my space with all of that talk. Okay, I'm out your space. Then, you know, all hell starts to break loose. And it's like, well, how could you do this? Well, why wouldn't I do that? What other standard are you holding me to? And so I think that it's it, it's very important. And this is why, you know, this really, you know, for me and this these couple of episodes really are going to be for believers. If you're listening to this and you, you know, claim to have faith in Christ, it's really to kind of recenter you because I know a lot of believers who left churches because they wasn't about it, you know, using your term, they wasn't about it for social justice. They're like, man, this this church ain't about it. I'm out. And or they started going to another church who was quote unquote woke. You know, these these yeah. these saints are woke over here, so I'm, I'm going right. to go over here. And I think that that's a really terrible decision to make solely on that, right? If you're going to go in fellowship with a different group of people, solely on the fact that this particular group is, is not focused primarily on the redistribution of wealth, opportunities, and resources in a society, I think, you, you know, you, you need to reevaluate your decision making. But conversely, I think if you leave a church or leave a group of people or whatever because they are too focused, that's also a bad decision to make. Our decisions have to be based in the the concept of heaven first, and then it comes to the earth, right? Mm. Think, you know, things are unseen before they're seen. You know, the God God tells. Um, Jeremiah in the Old Testament, yo, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Mm. Like there is an unseen aspect to life, ladies and gentlemen. There's an unseen aspect to our existence. You know, I, I want to reference a, a particular story in, in the scripture. And we're coming around third base because we, we told y'all these, these are all introductory, you know, introductory thoughts and perspectives. We're going to get a little deeper into this, but in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden. So we're talking Genesis chapter 1, 2, 3. Chapters 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. Not 1, mm-hmm. verse 2 and 3. And God tells Adam and Eve, don't eat the fruit of the tree, um, of the knowledge of good and evil. For on that day, right, you'll become mm-hmm. aware. But I think something that really gets skipped over a lot in, in the presentation of that story is that the tree was the knowledge of good and of evil. It was Mm -hmm. not just the knowledge of evil. Sometimes people make the misconception in thinking that the tree was just the knowledge of evil. That's correct. It was the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil. So what does that mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what you're thinking out there right now. That means before they ate the fruit, they had no concept of what good was. Can you imagine that? We try to say you should do what's good. But before the fall of man, there was, and by man I mean mankind, before the fall of mankind, there was no concept of good. There was only righteousness because righteousness sometimes will have you do things like destroy an unrighteous city even though that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. The scripture that I men- mentioned um, earlier in the show in uh, Genesis 18, where God says the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah has just become too great. I must go down there and see what's going on. He was contemplating destroying the city because of the outcry, because of the outcry of wickedness 
in the city, right? So Adam and Eve have no concept of good, but yet they're living. They're living, they're existing, and it wasn't until they eat the fruit of the tree of good and evil that they got that they became aware of good and evil. And I just wanted to kind of leave that for people to ponder that we're, you know, we're trying to tell people, oh, you know, good has to overcome evil and this, that, and the third. Well, I think that there's a third member in that category that God wants to introduce to us to say righteousness has to overcome good and overcome evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're too focused on good and we're missing out on things that God would yeah. be trying to show us because we're so wholly focused on doing good things. And there's nothing wrong with good things. I know people are going to try to twist our words and say that we're saying something else, but there's nothing wrong with doing good things. But there will be times where being solely focused on good things can become a stumbling block. Right. So anyway. We're going to get off our soapboxes here tonight. As you can yeah. hear from our voices, we're super tired, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just can you give an example of just focusing on good things as opposed to the righteous thing? Mm, good example. Okay. Um, practically or just something from the scripture? Whatever. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll try to give one of each. So I in... Um, I believe it's first Samuel where God tells Samuel to anoint Saul of the Benjaminite tribe um, king of Israel he anoints him king and then one of the first tasks that Saul is given as king is he says alright now go out battle the Amalekite army kill Amalek you know lay waste to his whole crew right even kill all the animals and what Saul does is Saul, you know, kills most of the army, um, tries to keep some of the valuables, keep some of the precious animals. He even mm-hmm. keeps Emelech alive. And mm-hmm. so Samuel, the prophet, rolls back up like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, you know, I figure I'd keep some of these calves and rams and maybe I'll offer up a sacrifice to God. Yo, And Samuel's like, yo, God told you to slaughter everything, burn it down. So that was where doing a good thing got in the way, right, of doing what was righteous. Because in his eyes, it didn't look, it didn't look good to, mm-hmm. to lay waste to all of this valuable stuff. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. this is valuable. Why would we lay waste to all of it? Where the, the righteous thing that God wanted done was to lay waste to all of it. Even the valuable animals and precious metals, whatever Amalek had in his treasure trove, get yeah. rid of all of it. So I think that for you know for one that that's an example of a biblical one. But even in in our own practical lives, you know, I'll give you one from my own life. I'm not going to say any names here, but we all have those friends and family members who stay looking for money, right? Yo, let me get let me get ten, let me get fifty. And then every gonna, once in a while, put me out on front street like that, <laughs> right? Present company excluded, right? But then you know, every once in a while, it gets egregious, right? They're like, "Yo, let me get a hundo, let me get five hundred." It's like, "Yo, man," and you keep breaking them off because you feel like that's the good thing to do, mm-hmm. but really, God might be trying to teach them how to manage their money, but you keep 
becoming a stumbling block to them mm-hmm. learning that lesson because every time they call you, you're bailing them out. Mm-hmm. So doing a good thing is getting in the way of righteousness because righteousness might mean they have to suffer for a short time in order to learn this lesson. They may have to suffer. Sometimes there are lessons that we learn through suffering, right? Yeah. The scriptures even say that Yeshua had to learn obedience through suffering. So sometimes we learn different lessons through suffering, right? Mm. But me wanting to be the the good friend or the good brother or whatever, I come in and continually present myself as a stumbling block because I'm bailing you out when God is like, yo, I'm trying to teach this cat a lesson. I'm trying to get them to learn how to manage their finances. So I think those, those are two examples where doing good things and being solely focused on good things sometimes, not every time, but sometimes can become a stumbling block. So that's why we're using that to, you know, and, and I think that that can be akin to where social justice or even your opposition to social justice, either one of them can become mm-hmm. a stumbling block. You know, these just preach the gospel people who just like, nah, just focus on God, man. Forget everything else. Well, that's that's foolish. You can do that because your life is comfortable. You know, when when your life is really comfortable, then you can say foolish things like, nah, just focus on God. Well, you can't focus on God if you, you know, you can't just solely focus on God if you dodging bullets and, you know, your life is, is going crazy. And yeah. conversely, you can't just solely be like, yo, Social justice, 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 and leaving out these heavier, more important matters, you know, of the heart. Right. So there we go. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, again, we we want to just give you this hors d'oeuvre. These are the hors d'oeuvres tonight. We're we're, we're definitely going to jump a little bit more into this. Who is the voice? (laughs) Whore divorce, I like that Whore's divorce Uh, Man, I like that, okay, whore's divorce Yeah Hors d'oeuvres For the, the, you know, lay people That's how you pronounce it in English For the lay people, appetizers But you know, these are just the little, you know Nuggets to 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 wet your whistle. We're definitely going to go into this a little bit deeper. You, you know, Eve's going to come back and give her spin on it from a, the historical point of view. But we definitely want to break this down because I think that both sides of the argument are presenting themselves as stumbling blocks to believers, and it's preventing us from being one in Christ. Um, you know, I, I believe that social justice and the opposition to social justice, particularly in this nation is presenting a serious chasm um, for the body of Christ to really kind of move as one, kind of, you know, squat up and really move as one and and get some things done. So we hope to, you know, get these out to you and, you know, really kind of delve into some stuff and lay it out in a very, you know, systematic way for you to, you know, kind of see where we're going um, and really get better understanding from it. So we do thank you for rocking with this as always. We appreciate y'all out there you know if you are listening on the apple platform we would love to get them stars up off you um i appreciate it got a couple more um reviews recently so we thank y'all so if you listen on itunes or apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review um everybody else just subscribe we do appreciate y'all and we thank you for rocking with us and as always whether we're talking social justice biblical justice 
any kind of justice, you know we're going to keep God in the mix. So for A Swish, this is AJ saying peace. Peace. Let's get started, I won't teach you Let me set apart who is my people The ones who set in their heart to be believers Press on to the mark to follow Jesus When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings, that'll be misleading Yeah, they're the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 